Yo, 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 this is 7246, The Den, presented by Collision Sports. This is KY in the building, and I got my partner with me for today. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's your boy, Luke. And, and At Rich boy. Lucas III. We a little light today. We, we a little light. Ro- Royal, Royal decided to be a, a bum. No, he ain't be a bum. He actually <laughs> has a family affair, so, you know what I'm saying? He's everything is good with him, but he's not going to be on this episode today. Um, a lot of uh, important things are going to happen. You know, we're not going to talk about past events. We're actually talking about stuff. That's happening right now, so this is going to be a good episode. Mm-hmm. Um, Final Four. Final Four is happening this week. Uh, as you said, we reside in KC Mo. Mm-hmm. I reside on the Canada side, so a lot of Kansas I was going to say, currently taping K- in Olathe. K- 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 <laughs> currently taping in Olathe. But we got we got the Kansas Jayhawks versus the Villanova uh, Wildcats. So, mm-hmm. um, and then in the second second game, you have Loyola Chicago versus Michigan. Mm-hmm. So, we're going to talk about this Kansas-Nova game. Oh, yeah. Kansas was able to get past uh, Duke, the evil empire, Grayson Allen, missing the last second buzzer beater. And then you got Devontae Graham. Mm. And what was his name? Redman. Redman having 32 points. Uh, Newman. Newman. Malik Newman. Malik Newman. Oh, yeah, he was 32 balling. points. Uh, lifting him up. Now they're to play Brunson and the uh, Wildcats. I mean, like, here's the thing. This game is going to be interesting because KU, they got Mbuki down low. And he can be a dominating force down low. Mm-hmm. They also got the, the Sosa. And... They they have a lot of bigs they can throw at Villanova and I have it ain't Lightfoot. Lightfoot be alright, it'll be alright. You know, it depends on because Villanova no. the, here's the thing, but Villanova they like to do they they score the most points in college basketball this year. So they want to stretch the floor. They have their stretch four. I think they got what three, four guards, and then, then their big man can shoot threes. Yeah. So they'll, they'll yeah. like so KU's gonna have to do a, be a better defensive team than they were versus Duke because Duke just missed a lot of yeah. opportunities. Yeah. So, and, you, but I mean, like, I don't know. I, I I I don't know. Just given how KU has played this entire year, given how Bill Self is. Uh, this is the best coaching job. Both, I think. But yeah, it is. And I think I don't know. I don't know if that's because of what he's playing up, considering that he's trying to call this one of the worst teams he's ever coached. I don't want to hear that. Yeah. Can you? Bro- yeah, but at the same time, it's Bill Self. So, and he's the coach of the team. So you have to take it for what it is. But I mean, it's I don't know. I, Kansas, they kind of pulled. I think they pulled. They pulled a fast one on everybody. Uh, having everybody think that they weren't all that, and here they are in the final four. So the way the bracket, the, the way the bracket set up, KU had one of the, the Nova. Obviously, I think you know Virginia had the number one overall number one mm. seed. But KU, the way the bracket dealt, the worst case scenario is that they would have to play Duke in the second in the the um, elite eight, mm. and that's what happened. And once they got past Duke. They right, really that weren't blew up, challenged. That blew up my they, they really wasn't floor. really challenged the whole time. So I mean, they all really like KU. They, they, they perform well. Like KU could actually win this thing. Devonte Graham with Vix with uh, Malik, they could actually win this this damn thing. Yeah. Um, the thing is, is that I think that they were rather wanted to play a team like Michigan or they wanted to play Loyola first. But Villanova, hey, if you get past Villanova, KU was like, hey man, it's a pick'em. You know, at that point, yeah. So, they get, Bill Self can win one game. Once he gets to the championship game, unless Anthony Davis is on that squad, unless Anthony Davis is on that squad, once Bill Self gets there, he's going to win it. He's he's definitely – he's got to coach – and it's funny saying this because he just beat Coach K, but 
If he wants to get to that to that championship, he's got to coach his absolute best game because Villanova's coming out. Oh, know, they, 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 they scored what, 88 points? Yeah. There's something crazy. The boys like, are coming out guns blazing. Oh, no, okay. they're going to be, be shooting the three. They're going to be shooting the three. Um, it's going to be definitely interesting. Um, I and the... and they're going to have a nice little pace to them, too. So Kansas has got to, like you said, they got to D up a little, a so little bit better. So do you think they should slow it down, or do you think they should speed Kansas? Because here's the thing. When they play Duke, they was the guy would keep up with They could try to slow it down, but it, it slowing it down requires – Two things: efficiency under the basket and efficiency at the line. So if, if they if they don't have that, then they can forget about it. Because Alvin Buki wasn't as dominant as well. A lot of people said the the foul the the, the foul calls were skewed, mm-hmm. but Alvin Buki mm-hmm. only scored on lobs, so that means that he would have to score down low in the post. Like, exactly. So that's the thing is that you can slow it down as long as you score it in the post. Exactly. Or are you hitting every three? That's possible. what I'm saying. You and and I mean, I know we're talking about Kansas, but that's one of the things that. Loyola kind of does well speak about yeah, another team about in the that. final yeah. four Loyola, because I, here's the thing. Uh, wait a minute let me finish my Go. point because you know they Loyola is very uh, uh, is a technically sound team they know how to slow it down and speed it up they uh, they run a lot of plays I'll give them that but at the same time they hit when they have to hit you know what I'm saying they, they hit those they hit the clutch threes and they know how to rebound and put it back so Loyola is probably a tough team that I think we'll probably end up seeing in no, the championship. You know what's so Michigan. funny? You, you know what's so funny? Loyola has had every single type of game in the tournament. They have close games. They've had um, blowout games. They've also had games where it comes down to the last shot. Mm. And they've also come to, you're up by one or two points. What are you going to do? Mm. They've looked at the last game. They, they hit a three to go up by four with less than five seconds left. Mm. Then they hit a buzzer beater. <laughs> then they hit the uh, the, the point the senior point guard hits a buzzer beater mm. with less than three seconds left. Mm-hmm. And then the last the last game right before, I think they played, was the Florida State. No, it was the Florida State. They played the, the team they had to play in the Elite Eight. They blew them out by almost 10, 15 points. The game was never really close. Mm. So, Leola College, for a team that's the Cinderella, they are the most, they seem to be the most technically sound team. Yeah. And then Michigan, I mean, other than that miracle buzzer beat about pool, I mean, Michigan been running through everybody. Like, Michigan has had one of the sm- more silent of the uh, Final Four run I've seen from a blue blood. I mean, Michigan, they don't have the championships like. Um, the UCLA's, mm. but or something like that. But mm. they Michigan is always in these tournaments for a reason. Yeah, the coach they have, they run a lot of good sets. They get decent recruits. Yeah, I was gonna say they have decent players. You know, what I'm saying so but they can stay three, four years because they, they don't get the Trey Burks. You know? I just, I just don't know what it is about this Loyola team. I can't understand it because as we was talking about, we was, we was watching the game. I called Luke after, and they were just running. They, there were certain plays they would, uh, like for one example. As they, I think the last thing they played was... K-State. K-State. Yeah. K-State trying to make a comeback. Man. They tried. They had back, they had backdoor cuts. They was running the sets. They was running the... They was hitting timely Loyola plays. was quietly classing them on the court. And, I, and uh, you know, watching it, I was like, oh, boy. It, it, I mean, when games like that get ugly early, you kind of know where it's going after that. And yeah. I kind of got that sense out of that game. K-State didn't have the guys... They don't have one of those like K State was you know they well, had they was playing they without they was playing they without Dean Wade uh, I don't think Dean Wade played uh, uh, he didn't play yeah he didn't play that played. game so they were without their 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 uh, biggest gun but um, at the same time I don't know you 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 think Bruce Weber would and he did quite frankly I mean he coached probably one of the better games that he possibly could have it was just a matter of the players on the court 
following through, getting the rebounds, following the shots, all, all the stuff that you need to do to win a, a game like that. It was up to them to start doing, and they really couldn't do it, or or at the very least, they couldn't do it as well as uh, Loyola did. Yeah. So I mean, that's a fair point. Um, we can go into this. We're going to talk about the uh, Naismith uh, Player of the Year. Mm. The, the, the finalist um, list was released, and then we're going to get into some other uh, things. Um, we're going to get I'm going to ask Luke his predictions for the games, and then we're going to talk about the championship briefly. But okay. do you think, um, I know on that point, a lot of Manhattan fans, do you think K-State's here to stay? I just, I like, I one of my bosses, he's a K-State fan. Do you think K-State can make runs like this, like, normally, or did you think this was an aberration year? No. Uh, they, they can do this normally. Um, I mean, they have before with Frank Martin. They're doing it somewhat now with Bruce Weber. So I think I think Kansas State will be here. They will stay here. Um, th- I think they just ran into a little bit of bad luck um, this year. So it's kind of just the Big Twelve. The people, I, as I said, I, we I told Royal. I think the ACC is stronger than the Big Twelve. Mm. Big Twelve had a good showing. Mm. Big Twelve, Texas Tech made it to the lead eight. Mm. You had KU. You got K State. Mm. Like. They, they had squads. Like, yeah, but did. but that's what I'm saying. And K State, you know, they were doing well, and you know, you still got Oklahoma State who does well. So and Clark Angle, you should probably should have been in the attorney. I mean, over they, they had Trey Young. Trey, Trey Young is on this list. So. Yeah, but that's you already know how that is. Like I don't really, I don't really, uh, I don't really buy into. Okay, yeah, I got Trey Young, but he's a pool. He's not really like the team. Like he's a pool by the name, but he's not really like, you know. Clearly, 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 Oklahoma State had a better season than Oklahoma. But it's like you said, when you have the name and whatever else. It's easier for you to get in. It's easier for you to get in. But I I, I give you this, though. Anytime you have a guy, we're going to talk about this Nate Smith player of the year list, finalist list, you got that guy on there, you're going to get invited to the tournament more likely than not. Mm. All right, so the list was released. So you got Jalen Brunson, who's actually playing in the Final Four from Villanova. Mm. He actually played on that championship team two years ago. Devontae Grant from Kansas. Which is actually, it's not a surprise. I'll tell you why. Yeah. In a second, you got DeAndre Ayton. He let me down with my, uh, <laughs> my national championship pick. Mar- uh, Marvin Bagley from Duke. And then you got Trey Young for Oklahoma. Um, what I was saying about the Devontae Graham thing, Trey Young was by far the runaway for this award. Maybe, what, early February? Early. Yeah, I was going to say early. It was February. Early. It was early. And then his team hit the... The the K the the Big Twelve wall they lost like eight of nine games like it was it was pretty bad and mm-hmm. now Devontae Graham um just led his team led KU I mean KU didn't as you said though they didn't seem to be like they didn't have the same feel as the other KU teams and Devontae Graham mm-hmm. you know he's the leader um is they're final four right now yeah so like but to me I think the most the guy who's been the most consistent his name has been in there Jalen Brunson for Villanova mm. but DeAndre Aiden they might give it to him too because he dominated that pack uh pack ten so um and Marvin ba- Bagley I mean from Duke I mean Duke had <laughs> NBA squad this year yeah. so they never really they don't really they don't tend to give those guys the award they usually try to give it to someone who's Propelled his team to something that he didn't expect, mm-hmm. especially with the talent. Mm-hmm. So, um, who do you think will win in that one? Uh, well, it's, <laughs> I can't even call it bias because I don't really care too much for Kansas anyway, but I think Devontae Graham will win it. Um, a lot of things go into it winning the Naismith. 
Um, it's an on-the-court and off-the-court type deal. True. Um, quite frankly, Devontae Graham just has the air. Like you say, he's a leader. And um, typically those type of those type of guys, those type of people win that kind of award. Yeah. Uh, you know, leadership is not just what you do on the court. It's not just what you do in practice. It's also Lawrence how you carry yourself. Like, people from Lawrence, they, yeah. they said Devontae Graham, and they said – Kansas City loves him. Kansas City, bro, like, 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 look, look at Frank Mason. Like, was it Frank Mason from last year? Yeah, right? he won it last year. But a lot, of, a lot of people from Lawrence really didn't love him the way like uh, that everyone loves Devontae. Like Devontae Graham. Graham. Yeah, so but, Devontae Graham, it just feels like he, he's one of those guys. And they talk about his draft stock a little bit. They say he can. He's one of those guys that he's if he's on your team, he can only help you win. Yeah. I think he's one of those guys that he can be a late first rounder, early second rounder, maybe you know what I'm saying maybe an undrafted guy that you could just invite to your team, put him on the bench. And he could just he can get you about ten and three, yeah. get 10, 10 points and three assists. Yeah. He just seems like he's a plugging guy. So I mean, I like I'll root for him. You know, um, as I said, if they can get past Jalen and, Vel- and Nova, yeah, um, he definitely it will raise the stock just yeah. a tad bit. So, yeah, but but so. that's a big if. You know what I'm saying? And I mean, against against Nova, <laughs> if he can outplay Brunson, I think he'll win it. I think I think because I think I that's think a lot. That's like you like you say. If if was a fifth, we'd all be drunk, and that's a one big if, boy. Man, uh, and I'm, uh, that's all I'm saying. Devontae Graham has not really as good a player as he is in the tourney. He hasn't been playing that well. He has been so, struggling. I mean, if it wasn't from the league, they lose yeah. by double he, digits versus Duke. Or at the very least, he hasn't been their best player. He has been. He's he's still their leader. He's still the guy that they you know uh, uh, depend on for for that. But as far as as far as his production, I mean, last game he had like eleven points. I want to say. So. Yeah, it wasn't it wasn't very good. I game. mean, and you know, the weeks before that, I think he had like uh, around eleven or twelve. He's been. I don't think he's. Yet. I don't think he scored. I think he might have gotten to twenty points once, and that was in the yeah. early game. So those really don't count. Yeah. But as I said, we'll see. Um. So, the, this is prediction time. We got Loyola, yeah. Chicago, and <laughs> and. Uh, I'm going. Michigan. I'm going Loyola. Every time I bet against them, they win. So um, they I'm not gonna do it in the Final Four. So who they? Kansas or Nova? They playing? They're playing. Who man? Oh man. They're probably playing Nova. You going? Uh, I think I as as great Kansas is. I think they they take this this exit in the Final Four. And uh, those team will be better next year, though. They, they yeah, actually yeah. did a lot better in the recruiting class this year. Yeah. Um, so, you so I mean, they'll be better and they probably will be back, but um, I'm not, you know, I'm counting them out of the championship this year. I know, I know, I know, I know. I won, I, I thought they would be in while Kansas State was in, but that was selfish desire. I wanted that Sunflower showdown, that would have been crazy, uh, that would have been great. Uh, but since K State kind of blew it for me in Kansas. I mean, it came down to a last-second shot for them versus Duke. Um, I just, I, I don't. I don't see think Nova's gonna make those same mistakes. No, nah. um, I do have Nova winning that game versus Kansas, and I actually I picked Michigan to play in one of my brackets. Ooh. So I actually have Michigan beating Loyola, oh. ruining the sister, ruining the sister's dreams, ruining you know, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying there's nothing against them, and then Michigan versus Nova. Man, picking chalk and going Nova. 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 Picking Nova. I got Nova winning the winning it all. You got Nova winning. Uh, uh, right now, pre-final four, I got Nova winning it all. Let's put it like this: I think Michigan makes it. Nova makes it. I'm gonna go with that. Pick against what I did. Even if Loyola makes it, I still think I think if Loyola makes it to the national championship, they'll win it. Yeah, no, no, no. 
Even if they play, they'll 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 probably win it if they play Kansas. They'll definitely lose it if they play Nova. I just don't think I don't think they're ready for Nova, but they've shown that they've had that they have the skill set, the coaching to beat teams like Kansas. Even though Kansas getting there would be great, especially if they dethrone Villanova, that would be fantastic, and Kansas would be on the high. Uh, that's kind of why I you know I, I just I don't think Loyola you know. No, I don't think I don't think they, you know, no, 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 no. If they play, yeah, if they play Kansas, they probably lose. If they play Nova, they definitely lose. <laughs> so KU so might come down in the last five minutes. Nova, it might be one of those. Oh, I'm glad everyone got to play. Everyone, everyone's crying. Yeah, I think, but we'll see. Like the first game was the first game was what Saturday. The both games are Saturday. They get Sunday off. And play Monday. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We might have to do a little uh, pregame, uh, post game after the five, first two Ooh, games. Yeah. So we gotta have to. I think we should go live. We, we, we gotta go live. We one gotta of these go days. live for the one time. Man. But all right. So that's the final four. It was great. It was great basketball. The tournament's been excellent. Mm-hmm. And everyone even said it. Like people didn't want to fill out a bracket because all these damn upsets. So yeah. We're, we're gonna see on that. So, Luke, uh, we got a list here right now, but I'm going right. to ask you right now. All right. So, do you – we got a lot of things that happen in the NFL. You want to talk about some rule changes first, or you want to talk about teams? Uh, let's go talk about the rule changes. Right, I so feel like that's been the biggest news right, So, the so NFL rule changes, uh, you know, they, they have their little uh, meetings. They have the coaches' meetings, mm-hmm. and they have their uh, rule committee meetings. Mike Tomlin, obviously, one of the head of that the, mm-hmm. the league. So, they decided to make a few rule changes. Not No biggie. Mm-hmm. I mean, something that uh, – Something that has been go talking about widely. That's definitely bit a me, big bit me in the, head, me in the butt. Yeah. Uh, the one over the catch rule. So the catch rule, as you know, it got unanimously overturned. So basically, <sighs> after you make a football move, if the ball hits the ground, it is still considered a catch. So to me, we can get to that, and then we they have the other one. They have the ejection rule. So now, that, as you know, in college, which I target. typically a target, target rule. I typically despise because yeah. if you don't know the intentions of the player and you don't know if it's one of those type of bang bang plays. It's only it's only someone that everyone who it seems like the most people that be trying to change these rules is someone that's never played football in general. Yeah. Um. But is you know you know you're like if you give me the fifteen yard penalty but don't eject me out of the game. You know that yeah. completely changes the game yeah. because it go it goes on to uh it's a, just subjective. And good luck. And good luck. Uh, doing that to some of these big name, you know, big contract players. Yeah, no, 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 it's no. Not that's, not even the best, that's not even the best rule yet. So then we're gonna we're gonna talk about then the one that, that's got everyone buzzing is the lowering of the helmet, is oh, the crown of the God. helmet as is illegal. So that means any player that lowers their head to forcefully make contact with the player is automatically fifteen yard penalty. And the one play that instantly sticks out to me. And, and I just want to hear you about this. We can go in this lower order, but we're going to talk mm-hmm. about the lowering of the helmet first. Mm-hmm. So when I think of this play, I think of a run that Trent Richardson had versus the Colts a few years ago, I believe. Mm-hmm. He literally used his head. He speared it down. He had it literally downwards and hit it into the guy's chest. He usually uses his helmet as a weapon. Now, that play, most definitely, they have thrown that flag before. And then I looked at an Eddie Lacey play where Eddie Lacey, all he I'm, does is lower his head. So I'm like, okay, those plays are distinguishable. Like, those are those are by far. If I'm looking at a running back who literally lowers his head because it's fourth and one, and he has to get one yard, and he's trying to sneak below the linebacker or the defensive lineman trying to grab him, and you throw, me, you throw a 15-yard penalty, and now it's fourth and 16. Not even on fourth down. It could be any down. And it sounds like so it could be know, even a, a free runner. That's what's sad. Like, anyone... I mean, listen, I... Football's dangerous, but... Football is dangerous, and you don't watch football to not watch people not get hit. 
You know what I'm saying? You You're watching so football to watch people get hit. You like there is no main. That's yeah. There's there's no there is no. And I had some guy, some some random dude today, try to tell me that I watch football for the for just the display of superior athleticism. No, no I do, do not. You want to do that? Watch basketball. Exactly. Exactly what? I'm, exactly my point. Watch the want, Olympics. Watch the Olympics. If you want to watch, watch the same boat. Exactly. If you <laughs> want to watch, if you want to watch, quote unquote, superior athleticism, you will watch basketball. You may or may not watch baseball. You may or may not watch soccer, or you know what I'm saying. But you're definitely watching basketball for that. You're not watching football to watch guys just do all this jumping and spinning and all that. You watching that to actually watch somebody. Get but hit, get messed up, get jacked up. But here's the thing, though. Maybe it's the casual. Maybe a casual fan is trying to watch the Odells and the Antonios and the Le'Veon runs. But maybe like guys who actually play the different positions, like all and it is, the, line, and it is the casual fan ruining the game. Like, because I love, because you know what I'm saying. Like, I like, you know, what I'm saying you watch, you got a big enough TV, you can watch all of it, depending on what type of how, however you watch the game. I like watching the defensive linemen. Going against offensive linemen. Offensive linemen just, you know what I'm saying, putting right. their will on defensive linemen. And defensive linemen using the skill and the power and speed to try to make a play. And when the ball's in the air, do I, here's the thing. Do I want safeties and corners and linebackers head hunting? But see, that's what I'm saying. Are they going to, are they going to, but see, that's another thing. Are they, like, that rule needs clarification because if they're talking about any player, on the field. I think the rule is any, any player. Yeah, so it's, so it's Then good. how so, in the world are, are you, you going to run somebody? block? No, forget that. How are you going to run block? How are you going to how are you going to attack at the line of scrimmage at the point of attack? How are you going to do a lot of that what stuff? About you have to lower your head and target the knee, right? So that's that. Would For be cutting, that. they already kind of they, they, they cutting already is dead kinda, anyway. Cutting is dead anyway. You cutting get, is kind of dead, but they yeah everybody already looks at cutting as a weird thing because it's not just. I mean that's I don't think that's what they mean. I really think they mean actually actually lunging at somebody head first. I mean there's there's launching. Okay, I understand, but I I don't know. You you when you run, run when you run. Okay, you're literally you literally lean your body over. You're using the weight of your head as a point of speed. Like that that's just how it is. And you use it and you use your legs for the point of power. But what if it another I was listening to NFL Live today and there was a Hasselback that was talking about what if it's offsetting penalties? There was one play where the defensive the the uh the the safety lowered his shoulder so he lunged at the well, defender. That's his shoulder. He lunged, he, he, it's not the head. But there's there's head going with the head. There's going with the head, which some players do. And then there's leading with the shoulders, which other players do. The the tough part is going to be uh, discerning it on the field. And what's going to be eternally frustrating is the fact that the penalty cannot be reviewed. So even if so, even if a player does that or doesn't do it, but the ref still calls it and ejects them, then they're out. That's what I'm saying. This is only going to last for so target, long. So the targeting and lowering I, I'm the seeing, is the same thing? I'm seeing an immediate uh, like amending to this rule as soon as it goes into soon we it goes, goes I into think the preseason. I think the preseason, if anything, they should have tested it. Um, I know they did the PAT rule. I think honestly, I honestly think what they're trying to do is tail back on violent hits. I, I, I don't think we can be realistic. At first, you know, when it came, everybody had their overreaction. But I honestly do believe that this is really another ploy to 
peel back on the violent hits to stop people from from getting hit as hard as they are in the league, which, okay, you're not going to have that many people watching anymore, so you can forget about that because you're not – if people want to watch that, if people want to watch rugby-style football, they'll watch rugby. They don't want to watch rugby. They want to watch football. And, okay, we'll see just how long people that like – I mean, granted, I'll tell you what I'll the numbers you. and everybody, and that's the thing about it, everybody says that everybody says the numbers will suffer, the viewership will suffer every year, but the viewership seems to do just as well if Revenue not better. Keeps going up exactly so that's every what I year. Now, I don't get people who they who, who complain about. Here's the thing, but here's the thing: what people need to understand: the 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 the, the national anthem protests, the violent hits, the the off curricular, the uh, extracurricular activities that some players decide to. Uh, partake in with the uh, I'm saying with the law. Mm. Nothing NFL has built a brand for the last 50 plus years, and they're always going to be watched. Mm. The thing is, is that this whole safety concern. You know, what I'm saying they want they they want younger players. They want the parents to allow high schoolers, middle schoolers to allow them to play football. So what they're trying to do is let the parents know that hey, we actually do care about. Um, because if you want to tell what it is, I don't even think it's for the NFL players. Because maybe the NFL, maybe the NFL might call these penalties tongue and cheek. No, it's so, for the no, NFL. No, no, like, they call them tongue and cheek. Like you know, the NCAA is leading the way on this. No, uh, what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that they're like, because you like, it, the NFL always adopts like every. The NFL is obviously the head, right? So everything below that tries to take the le- tries to copy what the NFL is trying to do. So if they're trying to say we're going to stop. Lowering the head of the helmet, lowering the head. The, but what I'm telling you is, NCAA been doing that already for years. It's the just NFL, NFL, NFL just saw that college was able to do it. They were able to get away with it, and people still watch. We can do the same thing, and that's the issue because people don't want to give up watching football. People, no matter what happens, nobody's really, really realistically going to give up watching football until football becomes something that they theoretically cannot watch. As opposed to something else that's comparable. That is the issue. As soon as NFL gets boring enough, as it is now, this is why uh, last week's episode we were talking about the extra football leagues. This is why they're trying to get their rise up. Because they see that for the NFL, for the NCAA, it don't matter what they do. Their viewership either remains the same or goes up. That and they're and but they're changing the rules. They they can see ahead and see okay, but the game what they're doing to the game is they're watering they're watering it down. They're making it more bland. It's not necessarily as exciting as any other as any other sport. Yeah, but people still watch it. So that I mean, quite frankly, that's addict behavior because you're giving you're giving somebody a watered down product, but because you're so used to watching it, you're still going to do it anyway. I mean, it's addict behavior. So now all you have is all these other dudes coming in. You got the Vince McMahons, the, the Charlie Ebersaws coming up saying, okay, we can do the same thing. If, if they can do it, we can do the same damn thing. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll push out a watered down product right at the time the NFL is done. We, we have our watered down product and people are going to watch it because it's not going to be much worse than what they're watching in the NFL, other than what, star players. other than what exactly star players and and really that's it. Name who who what who do they have? Well, I, I get, well, I, I, well, I guess my whole my, my whole thing is is that I think what the game that really turned it off was the Steelers and Bengals game, and it was when 
you know, Ryan stays here. He he made a routine tackle. You know, he had a severe spine injury. Then you had Juju. And then you had I wasn't a routine tackle. It wasn't. A, well, I'm saying this. Is and a, according to the and according to he would have been, been fifteen. He would have been ejected. Yes. So he would have been ejected. What I'm saying is, is like, but that play happens. He was already thousand, ejected involuntarily. Yeah, that's what I say. Like like a thousand. That happened. That play happens what a thousand times in a week, probably. And like, but what I'm saying is that most of them don't get hurt. Like you know, what I'm saying like, like as I said though, you have to you have to play the game to know is was that bad technique? Yes, and I think that obviously was. I don't think Ryan was trying to hurt himself or hurt the other player. Absolutely not. But you have to know there's a difference between a guy who is a step slower, so he's trying to lunge his body into trying to make a play that way the guy doesn't walk into the end zone, versus a guy who. Like is a Vontes Burfitt or in Sue, who we're gonna talk about in a second, mm. who who literally are trying to hurt people. My whole thing is that what I you know say I know it's a dangerous game, you know. So we we we, like, we both agree. Everyone would solitarily agree that you know football is a dangerous game. Well, well, my yeah. whole thing is that you cannot sit there and make all these rules. The stuff that's fundamental to football, right? Just stop, and that's and that's really the issue is that people don't want to stop watching. And the NFL don't want to stop playing. So you have to, quote-unquote, compromise. And the problem is the compromises are are ugly. Like, And that's the issue. Yeah, they, People either don't want to stop watching or they don't want to stop playing. True. And that's really, that's really the issue. True. So, True. I mean, I can, on one hand, I can understand that you, you have this desire, really, the desire to make the game safer is only because they can stop being sued by everybody, but that's probably not going to happen. Like, bro, you, uh, make, you, got, you make you, billions of dollars. You're going to get sued. You're, you're going to get sued. You're going to get sued. And if 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 all the the situation with the NFL is that you knew that there was a thing called concussions and you hid it from the players, then, yeah, you're liable for that. But now that everyone knows that everything like, – But who's hiding it? Who, but who – and you don't really see the 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 brutal effects of it until, until these players – Show these behaviors, like and that's and and after that, you don't even you can't even prove that they are even uh, a, a symptom of concussions until they dead. True. And when you cut open the head, do lobotomy. So it's it's not even like you know, it's not something that, and it's not like you don't know. Even back then, it's not like they didn't know back then what football was doing to them with worse equipment. And that's another how. Is it really true? Is it really true? Because, and that's my question is, is is it really true that as the game evolved, technology got better, players got faster, uh, players got bigger, players got stronger. uh, However, they're the ones who are apparently experiencing more injuries than, than players back then who are less professional. They had less regulation on how to play. All the differences, they had less equipment, they had worse equipment, all the other stuff. And and you, you're trying to tell me they didn't know anything about concussion no, back the, then? The it's not as long as football's been being played, that's the issue. We probably can both figure out that when we play, you know what I'm saying, what, you're 26, I'm 24. Yeah, but back even back, when back, I played, back. you knew you knew when a guy got hit, woke and, and was out, was literally sleep, snoring on the field, you knew that woke up talking about... Uh, he's 12 years old and he just had his 18th birthday last week. You should know right then and there that whatever happened to that man, I don't want to have happened to me. And if that keeps happening to that man, clearly there's going to be something wrong with him down the line. Now, if they were operating on that, then that's on them. 
You know, you know that's why you have really, lawyers. What the thing is, what I'm will change all this. The thing, the thing about the concussion protocol and everything, they don't want to get sued by the players and everything because they're going out and playing regardless if they're cleared or not. Make the contracts fully guaranteed. If you make it to where you don't have to worry about your job being taken because you have a concussion in week two and you might not be cleared until week five and you get cleared two weeks earlier because you're not you're worried about that roster spot towards the end of the year because they're like, well, you have concussions all the time. We don't know if we can trust you. If you made you made the contracts guaranteed, mm-hmm. you would never have to worry. The players players can be like, hey, but give me, give but me but the issue you would have on that, you still get sued because then the issue is. Then the I, issue I, is you're not signing me because of my medical history. We 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 gonna get into this, but we seen we seen certain players not have any legality issues because of public because of what public scrutiny. The that's different, scrutiny. but Kenny, that's come on. No, I get what you're saying. Don't yeah. don't listen. But the thing is, players like Colin Kaepernick or and whoever else. Are are not being signed because of because of effectively blackballing because of collusion and things like that, but somebody like uh, let's see who who always has a lot of concussions, man. Uh, guys like guys West like Walker. like Wes Walker. Walker. I was, that's what I was gonna think, but he's not really you know he's out of the league. I'm trying to think of people who still in the league who get a lot of concussions. Percy, but, Percy had a lot of concussions. Okay, but these are also guys who are not in the league anymore. But but if you're talking about let's. Let's, uh, man. Yeah, but here's the thing, though. The guys, Austin Collie, but the guys who have they've had these concussions, they're not in the league for a reason. So anyone who's had these this history of concussions, they haven't been, you know, saying a lot of teams aren't risking to one. Give but them- another issue is thinking that, well, really, it's not necessarily, see, you're naming high-profile offensive weapon players who get Concussions, and they're the ones who get the close up of the camera. We're not even talking about that. that. We're, not, we're not talking. There are about guys. There are guys on the. I was gonna say there are guys on the line who walk back to the, to the sideline and don't walk back because of concussion, because of concussion protocol, which you don't really see or care about because the offensive lineman that's a grimy or defensive lineman is a grimy position that doesn't get a whole lot of but spotlight. Thing, but what I'm saying is with the whole guarantee contracts thing. One of the biggest things. Yeah, they're explain that some more. What, 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 they're, what they're saying is is like okay, perfect example, right? You know for a fact, okay, it's like a job, right? Any job you have. You have a certain amount of sick days. You have two or three sick days in a year, right? So say if you use all three of them midway through the year. So then at one point, Luke, you wake up and you're like, man, I have the flu. Like, you know what I'm saying? I don't know how you know it, but you know you have the flu. And you're like, man, I really can't miss work because your job is going to say, well, you know what? We can't rely on you. And you're, you're saying your salary's not guaranteed unless you show up to work. All right. Luke shows up to work. He spreads the flu to 20 people, and then 20 people get sick. I mean, that's the flu. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is, is that if they're like in the NFL, if your if your contract's not guaranteed, like we all know that just because you sign, people sign for a five year, hundred million dollar deal. What we like, to, what people who actually follow this type of stuff is like, all right, so what's the guaranteed money say? Because that means that deal, that basically that's pay, that's play money, that's monopoly right, money. Because they be it's like, imagine, well, imagine, imagine, imaginary money. Because they'd be like, oh, it's twenty million dollars guaranteed. So basically, eighty million of that is either what roster bonuses. Say forty million of it is roster bonuses. Say if twenty million is uh, post June. Cut dates and everything. So basically, you signed a deal for one for you know saying your value. So then your value. So these contracts don't really mean anything, but they're guaranteed. It, it puts more incentives on the athletic trainers, the doctors, and and the actual um, 
actual players to make sure their health is okay and is right, that means that they will have less uh, leverage to try to sue them. I like, just look, think... look, look, look at the NBA. Look at the NBA, right? Kawhi Leonard, for a perfect example, Kawhi Leonard, the, the team, the San Antonio Spurs, have said that he's been cleared for months, right? But he went to go see a pub, another a doctor because because he says he's still hurt. He says Kawhi says I you know I don't feel right. I'm not playing until I until both doctors until until both doctors actually conclude that I'm okay and I'm not feeling this pain anymore. But the reason why the reason why Kawhi can do that and not have to worry about if he loses his job because say if they say you know what we paid you a lot of money Kawhi and we don't appreciate that we're gonna cut you Kawhi's like all right. I still got about 30, 40 million that's already mine. Anyway, it's guaranteed. NFL, you you know for a fact if you was a if you were a uh, unless you're a court unless you're one of those um the the top ten quarterbacks, mm. maybe a top five run even then you never know. Unless you're like a, the quarterback position, I think quarterback's probably the only position where you'll probably be safe if you have a situation like that mm. where you could be constantly hurt and not be worried about being cut. But at the same time, you got all these I other just, players. If you have a, and I'm, I'm, I'm guarantee you, if you, if they if they have fully guaranteed, training staffs wouldn't just automatically because they're like, hmm, what is what does it help me in the long term? Because you know, what I'm saying you look at you look at Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers had a concussion in week five, and they're like, you know what, he'll be ready because a lot of these players only miss like three three days. They don't practice for three days, and we both know that that's probably not enough time no. for a concussion, right? So they keep him out a week. The new, the new, People, the new protocol is they. I, I could have. You got until Wednesday. You got until Wednesday. I know. I know that Wednesday and Thursday you have to practice at least one day. That's oh well, thing. yeah, but that's where any injury. But what I'm saying I'm is, saying, I'm, I'm saying about is you can, get, you can get a concussion on. You can get a concussion on third on Friday. Um, they put you in protocol. You're, 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 you're not clear. You can be on protocol Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You can practice Thursday and play the next week. That has happened. Cam has done it. No, I thought it was Friday. I thought they couldn't touch. I thought they couldn't practice until Friday. I know that Friday they have practices now. The reason why they do that is because now the concussion protocol can be like you can cheat the concussion protocol. Oh yeah, yeah, exactly what I'm saying. I mean, because it's really up to the side. I'm just saying that it will give it will give teams it will give teams and the players more incentive. If it was fully guaranteed contracts, you wouldn't play a training staff and the team. So you're telling me, so you're telling me, a fully guaranteed contract would ensure that teams take better care of 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 players who have concussions. Well, in regular life, if I know that my car, no, the thing is, the thing is, if they're not doing it now, and you're talking about real life, but we're talking about NFL, where who clearly operates on a different type of reality plane than anybody else. Uh well I mean than most I put it like that yeah I I don't think I don't think that guaranteed contracts make uh make it better for players who get who who would have concussions frankly it'll probably make it worse you might you might have a whole lot of insurance clauses of especially of players who who uh, exhibit uh, a tendency to get concussions. I don't. I don't think it would. It would take better care of them at all. I mean, they're, they're having a tough Nothing. time. They're having a tough time trying to do it now. Well, as you, as you said though, and guaranteed contract is not. We already acknowledge that football is a dangerous sport. Right. We're probably theoretically and scientifically not. And I'm. To and play I'm pretty football. sure. And I'm pretty sure. We're not supposed to play. The issue to play. is. The issue is, Kenny, is that number one, this has to be negotiated uh, uh, on the table with CBA. the CBA. Two, which means if which we could talk about that because quite frankly that's another reason why I want to talk about these rule changes because frankly I call the rule changes by the NFL as a as a fraudulent front 
because they know that this new CBA is coming up. They know that players want uh, uh, guaranteed contracts. They know they want to do away with Thursday night football. So what do they do? They throw all these other different things in the way. So now players have to negotiate uh, 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 bleeding the head of the ta- uh, on a tackle. I'm calling the uh, uh, cash rule. You got to negotiate all these other different things that. Uh, I mean that's that, that the NFL can end up changing anyway, but these are things that would would end up being uh, would end up being negotiated, and I can tell you right now they'll be like uh, we'll get rid of this. Uh, we'll they'll they'll say that. they'll say you want guaranteed contracts, cool. Uh, every single player that wants a guaranteed contract has to sign a waiver from this point on that uh, they will not they will not sue the NFL Ooh. for for uh, for. Uh, Head injuries or concussion or anything like CTE or anything like that down the line, and I promise you that's what that's the that that is going to be the tagline. That is really what's going to be uh, uh, determined, and I promise you if they do that, that'll that'll prove my point is that guaranteed contracts will in no way will in no way make it better for the players. Uh, and their safety as far as concussion goes because but as I said though it all depends on what the concussion if you, if, if, the if concussion not, thing right now is a matter of money not health it is strictly a matter of money it wasn't until they was getting sued all the way up and down Wall Street that they started thinking oh maybe we should do something about concussions there was nothing nothing matter of fact I promise you because I had to do research on it myself there are times where the NFL based off of what equipment looked like. They would say no because the helmet wouldn't look good. There, for for instance, go look it up. Everybody who listens, I did. You, I did. A, you know, you, you thing, I, did, I did a report. I did a report on helmets. They, the main. But you know, but you already know which helmet I'm talking about. The pro cap. Yeah. Okay. The pro cap was literally proven, literally proven to. <laughs> it was scientifically proven to reduce the risk of 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 concussion. Back. Yeah, this is back in like. This is back in like I want to say this was like nineties, uh, maybe early thousands, uh, where it was scientifically proven that the pro cap was was designed to eliminate concussion, and because it looked funny on top of a helmet, the NFL was like, "No, nah, we can't. We, we're good." It's about a business thing. I mean, but as you it's said, it's about an aesthetic thing. Aesthetic, like, so they say, care. They care more about what they what the players look like on the field as opposed to how they felt after the after the game. Yeah. And that's really the issue is the NFL care, cares about image but not more than it cares about money. And it's not going to do anything to one that hurts the other. There there is just not. Well, as long as they're making money, they everything else is always secondary. But as you said though, as that CBA comes up, if they make those clauses to where they would have to sign a waiver where they can never be sued and never be held liable to the to the long term health of the players, after that's going to be that's going to be they, a negotiating retire, piece. After that. they retire, after they retire, as you said, we can get into the CBA all day. When that comes up in a few years, we can talk about that. A few that years, really, that's next year. Is it next year? Yes. I thought the new CBA seven, has to be agreed seven, upon seven in twenty twenty. Seven. So twenty twenty. They so. did it in twenty eleven. 2011 was the last CBA negotiation. Man, I can't believe they signed a deal that long. Only person that only person to be that they went against it was Ryan Clark and the Steelers. And Ryan Clark's been saying this for years. 
And now all of a sudden everybody looking at Ryan Clark. Oh my God, where why have you been saying this? Ryan Clark has been saying something about the CBA. I for mean, years. every the quietest kid. Richard Sherman been saying. Richard Sherman said it uh, the day they signed him. But Richard Sherman wasn't in the league in the left. Yes, he was. Was he? But he wasn't Richard the Richard Sherman. Though, he might he? not have been that Richard Sherman, but he definitely voiced his opinion on that CBA. Well, but like, here's the thing though: the players got hustled. The thing is, like, the players oh, got, oh, definitely they got they they definitely got hustled. Like you know, and, okay, maybe he didn't say something about it in 2011, but. Richard Sherman started popping off in what 2012, 2013. <laughs> Richard Sherman so said something. When when the year they lost to Atlanta right before they went to the Super Bowl? No, they lost in the. Forget that when he was telling when he was telling Skip Bayless that he was better at better he was life. better at life. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that was 2012. Uh, that's the only time. And he was Skip in a league. And he was in a league about two or three years at that point. That's true, but you know, like as I said though, that we'll definitely see that. I'm just saying that guaranteed contracts, as you said though. Like you, you're saying, it like what I'm saying is, is no, like, from, like, from a fair point, no from, way he was from in, the league, league, in the league that long. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying. So from a from a from a consistency and being fair point, what I'm saying is I think that could help. But you're definitely looking at it like, all right, Kenny, this is the NFL we're talking about here. They're yeah. definitely not going to sign off on this if they can't get some way. If they can't get some money back. Yeah. That's so, the only way. But, oh, no. We talked about concussions. That's obviously a big deal. But the catch is set. We're going to talk about the catch real quick. We're oh, going to talk man. about the teams in a second. The team Quite frankly, I didn't have a problem with the catch rule this thing, year. Thing, it's I, that people don't understand football. That's the problem. No, 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 no. It's not as you said though. But as you, as, here's the thing with the here's the thing as you said though. Casual fans, random fans. You when you, me and you sat there, we watched the um, the divisional playoff game a few years ago, Green Bay versus Dallas Cowboys, mm. and Dallas, and this is the one the one that really started it. The one, well, it's actually it happened a few times that year, but it really didn't necessarily get uh, blown up the way it did until until that Des Bryant catches the ball on fourth and two. Or fourth and one, however it was, catches mm. the ball. He takes three strides and slams the ball over the end zone. Lucas saying, "Oh man, I can't believe that Cowboys just scored." And after I saw it, I told you right then and there they're gonna re- they're gonna overturn that. He said, "There's no way in hell they're gonna be able to overturn this." I'm a kid. I was like, "Luke, they're gonna call it the Megatron rule." And I was like, "But in Luke, and you said it. he's like, Kenny, what the hell is the Megatron rule?" So you know that the player must retain possession of the ball all the way up to the ground. Right. And so what the rule is is that it 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 made fans not be able to look at something and like like here's the thing and then we can go through this. It, I I follow this as a common sense type of thing. Obviously, do I think in essence what with Des Bryant was that a catch and was he was he making football moves to try to score? I think that. But in terms of the rule, the way it's supposed to be called, I knew it was going to be incomplete. Well, yeah, you look you look because at, you have to come up with the ball. You have to come up with the ball, but. As the same thing as like I'm like well if he makes it but here's the thing though if he's like but then the rule is if you're making a football move and when a football move is constitutes anything from the second to third step into anything between a juke move lunging with the ball stiff arm so what's gonna happen is it's gonna be a whole bunch of fumbles, fumbles. that's what I said that's the that's the thing though so perfect example one thing that one of the bigger ones this year was. The, and, it, and, it, and it's funny. The one of the biggest ones is when the Steelers and the Patriots play. Oh, yeah. Jesse Owens, Jesse, uh, Jesse, was it Jesse Owens? Oh my God! I, oh my God! I'm really messing up his name right now. Jesse Outlaw caught the ball and he, he called him Jesse Owens. <laughs> I did, I did, bro. I was like, oh, here's the farthest thing from Jesse Owens, bro. But real talk. Uh, so, uh, ah! what is? Jesse James, the furthest thing. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, ain't the absolutely furthest thing. But as an outlaw, you know what I'm saying? He he catches the ball. He sees the end line. He reaches out, and the ball smashes. Smashes the ball against the ground. He never really truly loses possession. But as I sat there and watched it, I'm like, this 
damn, by legality, by the technical definition of the law, they got to call it incomplete. But yeah. but then there's certain plays, <laughs> similarly like J- look at Jalen Ramsey. He catches the interception versus Buffalo in the playoffs. A similar play, trapped the ball in the in, in between the ground, and they called it as interception. So what I'm saying is like, and as, as when those plays happen, it, it's a 50-50 type of thing. So it angers the fans. And my whole thing was is that I get what you're saying. You're like, right. do I want do I want do I want things to be easier for professional football players? No, because catch, receivers are already getting crazier as it is now. You got Odell, Antonio, and Julio's can yeah. catch with one hand and stuff like that. But at the same time, do I want I, I, as a common sense thing? Like, if we can all look at it and be like this, was that a catch? And we can all say yes, not because the, we're rooting against that team or we're or, or you know saying we have some type. But of I don't bias. think I don't think this rule. This rule doesn't change that. That's the thing. All it says is that. All it says is that if that ball comes out, it's a fumble instead of an incomplete pass. So guess what? So when you when you trap the ball, you better it's not let go. It's a trap. No, what I'm saying is don't let go. Of it. Exactly. Because then what? Then it's up to the then it's up to the officials to say he either trapped it or not. Exactly. And if he trapped it, it's not a catch. But, but no, remember uh, Super Bowl. Remember when uh, what's his name? Ertz. That yeah. scored the game winner, or he, he scored the go ahead touchdown, and he he took two strides. He reached it over That's two strides. And he took two strides. What I'm saying, he took two strides and broke the and plank. they broke the plank. Same thing with Des though, but well, and same thing with uh, um with uh, <laughs> with Jesse. What I'm saying is he broke he was it. a free runner at that point. He's talking about two full strides. But when, when you hear what I'm saying though, is like a lot of people are saying that he didn't complete the catch because he didn't complete all the way to the ground. One, it never really hit the ball. No, here's the thing: it didn't hit the ground. And but guess what? The problem, everybody. Exactly. He he, okay. They're talking about a okay. No, but that no, man literally they, looked like a run. runner. No, That's no. the difference. There was nobody around him. They he come, caught the ball. He turned around, throw, lost the ball. Right? That's simple, what right? I'm saying. Common sense. Well, well, no, you let me lose. I don't want to lose my point. But what I'm saying is the ball popped out of uh, out, out of his hands when he hit the ground, right? But guess what he did? He tracked it. Well, what I'm saying is he tracked the ball and made sure it never touched the ground while his hands on it. So that's why I say. There was no way in hell they could count that not as a catch because it never left his true possession, and he followed. So basically, you're saying if he didn't complete the catch the first time, he completed it the second time. That's what I'm saying. So when I'm talking about all these receivers that are going to the ground and they think that oh I'm down by contact and I trap the ball and it run it fumbles out their stomach or something like that, and the defender picks it up, oh that's a fumble. You better you know saying yeah. get ready to learn how to tackle. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like it's just say like if it's called consistently. And then players start complaining about it in two, three years. NFL's like this. As you said, the CBA comes out and be like, hey, so uh, we done complaining about this catch or... No. I uh, mean, and that's the problem. And on that token, that's where I understand the whole we don't need to review everything because now that... That we review mostly catches. Now everybody is confused on what is and what is and what ain't a catch. And most of them are casual fans who don't know the game of football in the first place. So I mean, and that's an issue. People would just turn into watch. Exactly. In, oh, in fact, in fact, there are owners who are casual football fans who don't know what a catch is, and they're the ones, and they're the ones who make all the, all the decisions. So there's, I, I really think there's a there's a real big issue with it. Review has been a, a great thing for you know for the game in the past, but no man, watching this, yeah, even watching, I'm just now watching the Zach Ertz replay. It's it's clear you're right. I mean, he he caught the ball two times, <laughs> quite quite literally. So, 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 there's a catch right there. One two three four dive. <laughs> 
Juggles catches it, catches, catches it in the end zone. That, that's that's, that's, that's was a two, touchdown. That's two touchdowns, that was, quite frankly. So, so, so what I'm saying is, is like if you're a receiver, you must know that even though that you think that by the old rule you would have been safe. Right. And now I'm gonna look at Jesse Jesse James. Yeah, he just turns and drops and drops the ball. That's a drop. What Zach Ertz did was literally a catch. He tucks the ball away. He catches it, tucks it, and then stretches it out. That's a football. I move. guess my my whole thing with the, uh, with the Jesse play was is that if he didn't, if the in line wasn't there, he would have just caught the ball. So my whole thing is the common sense rule. What do you that, mean? No, what I'm saying is, is like he caught the ball originally. So he was in the air, caught the ball. You saw that, like, oh my god, I want to score. He wasn't even in the air, dude. That's what I'm saying. It looked like he literally just caught the ball, I mean, pivoted. The he caught the guy. ball, pivoted all the way down, and dropped the ball as soon as he hit the ground. It's not a fumble, but that's not a catch. So, I mean, well, it's weird. It's weird. Let me look at that's the, the. That's the more weird. That's the more, that, that was the more. Of the, that's the weirdest of those catch plays. I'm not gonna lie. I was a little biased at the time. I was more irritated because I knew that it wasn't a catch. But at the same time, his I knee see, goes down and saying, he like, stretches so, it over. So, so but where's me. the and see this is where yeah this is a live knee goes down stretches it over. That's a touchdown. Yeah, so that's a, to, to me that's a touchdown. But, but the knee but the knee goes down down elbow down. That's a touchdown. But he lost he lost control on the elbow. So. Yeah, that's a drop. <laughs> that's the issue. But as he said, though, like we, knew, like as I said, I told you, I knew the rule, and I was still. And he has to regain, and he, he has, has to regain, regain control, yeah, so. and he doesn't really regain control think, without think, the ball think, first I in think, the ground. So that's I'm actually not, a drop. I'm not, I'm not saying that it helps, like guys who sit there and like know or looked at what a catch is. I think it helps casual fans. It helps the. Keep secure to people, random people that just show up and watch the random football. Okay, games. but if that's the case, then I, I don't. I don't know. But here's the thing: that you said though, with that's the whole, problem this, with this increasing episode, viewership. This whole episode with this whole NFL changing the rules. The whole thing is about the NFL trying to pander to every single audience possible. And the thing is, is that you, as you said though, they're going to make it to where the game's not recognizable, and that they might they're going to turn into rugby. That's really what's going to happen. And all these rugby players, how I'm about, well, rugby players are better anyway because they're well-rounded, which means they're not really good at, at one good thing. They're just <laughs> decent at everything. When you watch football to watch linemen be good at blocking or shedding blocks, you watch football to watch receivers catch the ball and, and run DB, routes. DBs stop them. Exactly. These people have specific roles. That's why they're on the field the way that they are. If we wanted to watch dudes just hug each other the entire time. We will watch that. Triath- it rugby is triathlon people that can take hits. Exactly. And, and they probably can't that, really I, mean, I, do that. I, can't, I can't. I can't do it, you know. But I'm just saying, I'm just, keeping, quite, I'm just keeping it. I'm just, that's just my opinion. I mean, uh, like the book, the rule changes. It's going to be interesting to see what the rule changes are. Sure. Li- another rule that they think about doing, and we can get the two cents. I want to talk about the NFL players, the NFL movements, the big big name players. But one thing is that they're talking about taking kickoffs and kick kickoff returns mm. out the game. I mean, I like it. I mean, I like it too. But at the same time, it'll it'll definitely take away. It'll take it'll take away a lot. It takes of away. It takes away a lot of jobs away from a lot of people. It does, and but that also reduces the risk of concussion because a lot of times the all the concussions. Oh yeah, special teams. Special teams is the most dangerous phase of the game, quite frankly. Because it's the most It's the most unstructured. Here's the thing: offense and defense. They're structured plays. Special teams. You. There's no structure. The, the, There's literally the guys just running around. Whatever the play is, you can. They try to. That's what I said. Special teams players, they don't get enough credit. That's what I said. If you can make a Pro Bowl as a special teamer, as a gunner, as anything like that, yeah. as, a, as an up man, you definitely. I've never really known of somebody to make a Pro Bowl being a gunner. Slater. 
That's Slager. Patriots. Well, as, as you say, he's a Patriot, Patriots. So, so. We, you don't know how that goes. Exactly. Um, so, we're going to talk about some NFL big big time things. we got a couple. we got about 10, 20 minutes left. So, we're going to go ahead and get into this. Um, Rams. Mm. That might become the the, the the smartest organization. Not the smartest, the most oh, woke. They're not, the most no, no, progressive. No, 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 no. The, the, most, the most woke organization is the Philadelphia Eagles. But yes. a team that is the most progressive, they literally saw what the Eagles did and they said, all right. No, oh my not God. even them. But I'm, I'm trying Let's to tell you, so the Rams, New England is, this is the New England prototype. This is literally what it is. Quite frankly, the league just structured this. It. Okay, go ahead. Let me get into it. So, Sue signs with the uh, Rams. So anyway, everyone that said, why would Sue go to the Rams? Like, they have the Aaron Donald. Why would they need Sue? Yeah, I'm not going to take a guy who literally commands double teams and is one of the best defensive linemen yeah. in, in the NFL, period. So you don't belong in this conversation. Frankly, yeah. So then they, they got Peters. They got Akeem Tlaib. And now they're talking. Now you know a little turmoil happening with the Giants. It's Giants are kind of upset with Odell. It's Beckham. not even New England. It's really the. It's really the. Well, I wouldn't even say that. Quite frankly, it's just smart. But go ahead. No, so so you think Odell Beckham, as you as a lot of people know, the Giants are are seem to not, are not shopping, but they are listening to trade offers for Odell Beckham Jr. <laughs> <laughs> he's not up. He's not up for it. We're not giving him up. But However, if, if, if you got two yeah, first, yeah. you got two first round picks. We'll take. We'll take it. it so, so the Rams. The Rams were talking. The Rams. Uh, the Rams general manager and Steve McVay are denying. They Sean can't even McVay. talk about Odell. Sean McVay can't even talk about talking about Odell because then that's tampering charges at one. So then Odell to the Rams. Should already have tampering so, from so, Marcus so Peters. Thinking, so I was thinking, and Rams get Odell. Would it be in, would it be game over in the NFC? Mm, no, not really. How does that really change anything? So here's the thing: would you would you say okay, we all? How does that change anything for Jared Goff realistically? So with Jared Goff, you would get you just had Sammy Watkins, who's one of the better receivers at getting separation. Period, and you couldn't really do much with him. I, I get, I get, I get, I get. You know, Sammy plays for KC, so you're hype, and I know he gets. And Sammy Watkins is a burner. Sammy Watkins is a burner. Forget burner. He's, he's a, a technical burner. receiver. He gets. If you watch the film, the man gets open. He's he just not getting he, looks. He, yeah, yeah. Odell's okay, gonna get looks just because him. he's on the team. Jared Goff did. Jared Goff missed him a lot compared to what if you if you would have just gave him a chance. But if you put Odell with McVay and Jared Goff. Like, I just doubt. The issue, I'm sorry, the issue is really people thinking because it sounds good, it'll work out well, and that's not the case. It's not the case. You can't just plug in Odell anywhere because it sounds good, and he'll do well there. That's not true. It's just not. So why do you, so, you know I'm saying, I'm being petty, so why do you think that you could just plug in Pat to Alex? Oh, yeah, it'd be the same thing. You could just, oh, man, bombs away. Because and, that's and, different. It's literally different. Number one, you're talking about quarterback. Two, Hardest position two, two, and you're also two. You're also talking about Andy Reid and other quarterback savvy people. Uh, John Sean Gruden McVay, included. Sean McVay turned Jared Goff. From and he one, just gave up, one of the and he just gave away Sammy Watkins, who wasn't hurt. Okay, he okay, well, he was a little hurt. He was a little banged up, but Odell <laughs> Odell is coming off of a season-ending injury, which Sammy did not. Sammy is was getting open all the time. He just was not getting looks. Okay. He's a good receiver. He's a good, he's a good receiver. But question: Where where would you put Sammy Watkins in your top? Just top top fifteen. Do you really think Jared Goff is gonna look for Odell like that? Do you really think that? I think your name is Julio Jones, Antonio Brown, and Odell Beckham. 
so. If Jerry Goff wasn't doing it before, what makes you think because Odell Beckham's there, he's gonna do it there? McVay will obviously try to get him the ball. I'm not saying he wasn't trying to get he wasn't trying to get Sammy Watkins the ball. If it was working with Robert Woods, why mess it up? And you have you have Gurley. So that what I'm saying is is that So okay. now you're so now you're so now you're saying if you have it good with Robert Woods, why mess it up and you have Gurley? And you think plugging in Odell Beckham it, this is the same issue that Kansas City had when they got Jeremy Macklin. I I know you're talking about whatever. This is the same issue. Uh, uh, Kansas City got Jeremy Macklin thinking he was going to be some so, some so some, some godsend. Like, he was going to be some godsend. We got him here. He was injury prone. He dropped prone, and he was out of here in two years, two or three oh, years. So you saying Jeremy Macklin and Sammy Watkins are on the same level as Odell? Is that what you're saying, bro? So we, 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 bro, you're bro. We're looking at Odell. We we can say he's a, he's a general. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I I'm saying that he's Odell a, Odell has fantastic hands. Fantastic o- hands. Odell can, can he technical. Te- Bro. Man, Josh Norman was giving him the clamps. He's not that. He's not a burner like that. Josh now, he can't spread a, the. Josh, Josh Norman's not a top ten corner. Oh my gosh, dude! Top ten corner, but you talking about? But you talking about Odell Beckham as if he's as if he's just gonna tear the league up just because he's on the Rams, and it's not gonna happen that way. And they're gonna end up giving all that up for a dude they're not gonna use that much. And then who's gonna look dumb? No, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. If you choose not to use him, but I'm, what I'm saying is, ain't no choose, Jerry Goff. Is he good enough, or does he even have the option to force feed Odell like Ben force feeds uh, Antonio, like uh, Matt? Pretty much, almost kind of force feeds Julio whenever he kind of needs to. Come on, it's not. I just don't. If that was so, the case, so, so, it so. would happen. In, it would have happened in Los Angeles. And it's not going to happen that way. It's just not going to happen that so, way. So, so what? So what I'm saying is, is that you're taking. So we taking Jared Goff, as you said, he was a bust before he got Sean McVay. Sean McVay made him to an actual respectable quarterback. Respectable quarterback. That this is truth. I'm spitting facts. You can check your head. So what I'm saying is that would you get he over into a decent quarterback? He made. Decent. He was a serviceable quarterback. Serviceable. You throw for 25 plus touchdowns. That's pretty much serviceable. But as I said, and then your team is what a lot of people picked you to win. I'm sorry, but in the league that skews to the offense's favor, 25 plus touchdowns is just not enough for me to be like. I mean, is it more? Is it more than what trash quarterbacks do? Yes, but okay, fine. I'll give you that. Service, he's serviceable. 25 is 25 plus is It'll a put serviceable you in the top number. It put you in the top ten. It would. It would. But what I'm saying is, is what I'm, what I'm saying. Are you is, putting Jared Goff in the top ten list of quarterbacks? No. What I'm saying, like, what I'm taking. What you and said. you think, and you think he'll do a better job with Odell than Eli Manning did? Let's see, Eli. As I said though, I we, before the before we even start recording, I told you that Eli is on his way out. Any eagle, any Giants fan that thinks, any Giants fan that thinks that you can get, uh, you can get Saquon Barkley and put him behind that trash offensive line. And then you get Odell and you got Eli and then oh man, we're the best team in the NFC East. No, you're still be you're probably the third, maybe fourth best team in the NFC East. Odell after. Beckham looks good in New York because he's their best option. He's their only option. There is no best option. What me. happens when he goes to Los Angeles? What happens when he goes to Los Angeles? He'll be the what option? He'll be the second option. Behind Gurley, yeah. And who else? That that that'd be it. Like I'm from from the talent perspective, like obviously from the talent. So he's he's second option. And you're telling me that the Rams will honestly give up two first rounds for a second I, option player? Just because you ask for something doesn't mean you're injury, injury prone, and he may not even make it through, and he'll probably be suspended because he doesn't know how to keep his head on straight? He might. Quite frankly, he he might he just might get suspended from the league, period, because this video of him snorting coke and smoking blunts can't go away. One. Even though his GM swear he don't see, the only thing he sees is a pizza, 
And on top of the pizza box is, is, is a bag of Coke and a blunt. That's what you're supposed to say. Know what I'm saying? That's what he's supposed to say, but what's Roger going to say? What's all these other dudes going to say when they actually say, we're going to investigate this? As soon as he gets traded to Los Angeles, they give up two first rounds for a dude who's going to be the second option, what? and he's not going to play the, the the whole first season, and maybe not the second from injury. I just it know, don't make sense, and I he's just, not going to fit I, I, that way. I want to know where all this energy was when they when Casey was bashing Peters. I want to know where all this What are you talking about? What I'm saying is with Peters... Oh, he's a you already know how I felt about Kansas City well, bashing but, 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 Peters. But, 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 but as I said, though, they said he was a bad locker room presence. You he was find, not. But as I said, and you couldn't find I'll one person. That. You couldn't find one person. The only people that had a problem, the biggest You can say that about Odell. You can say the biggest thing with Odell was is that he went to South Beach before a playoff game. That was his biggest. And he's smoking blunts and snorting crack with white chicks. He didn't snort, and, he didn't snort any crack in that He video. was smoking blunts. Okay. <laughs> so is that? Here's the thing. Am I? Here's the thing. Am I? Am I up on game? Am I up on game? Do I? It was it probably a blunt, more likely. But ain't no was, probably. That was no, 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 no. Look, 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 look at me. I need you to look at me when I'm saying this. Am I up on game? Do I know? Do most people know? When people assume that's a blunt, most likely, yes. I'm shaking my head. Most definitely. However, that man if, I'm Odell, if I'm Odell, if I'm Odell, if I'm Odell, like I'm in France. One, they're gonna be like, okay, but what's the code? What's the code? She was doing it. Yeah, that's what he could say. Is this not in the system? The whole How thing- many times that players got got suspended because they that person had it that they was with? Exactly. That's happened numerous how many, times. How many times have you seen? I'm talking about not That's happened funny. numerous times because what happens is they just put it on the player because the player is the only one who's probably going to have enough money, which, uh, just like Big Baby Davis, where had all that money, and he, he's got enough money to buy all that weed. <laughs> and what happens when they pull all them players? The same thing that happened with Michael Vick. He got all that money to buy that house, He and, and his cousins was in the house doing all that. He he may may or may not have known about it, but he ends up going on the hook for it. No, what I'm what I'm saying is is that one Odell, this is, as I said, like is it? They could be a wake. It's a wake up one. It's a wake up opportunity for him, one because now because there's a difference between hearsay. There's a difference between hearsay and actual video evidence. We know what type of stuff Odell can be into. Everyone sees him as the rock star. A lot of people in New York say he's the rock star guy anyway. You know what I'm saying? He likes living. He is. Stars. When I was there, they they had him on a big old billboard. No, but what, 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 what I'm saying is, is that a change of scenery, a change of scenery. Granted, it's L.A. LA well, he's, he's going, going from he's going from New York City to Los Angeles, so it's not he's not he's not there's no People, intimidating no, factor with media. There's no uh, laying, there's no laying low. Quite saying. frankly, quite frankly. Uh, they're the Rams are the lesser team in Los Angeles as opposed to the Giants being whatever team they are in New York City. Well, of course it's the Giants. The Giants, who the, who's the competition? The Jets. The like, L.A., they have to compete with everything. Like You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. But, but what I'm saying is is that well, I think it would be a, a, a better football opportunity for Odell to be with the Rams right now and to respark his nope. career. Knowing his, knowing his attitude, he won't like being the second option on the offense. Tell me. And all it's going to take is Jalen Ramsey talking about, man, you as a man in New York, <laughs> jamming him all the way up. And next thing you know, he's done by second half because he don't know how to keep his head on straight. Man, Promise you. All this shade towards Odell, this is just... It's not crazy. shade. It's, look, I, okay, okay. Perhaps it is shade. But I'm re- I really shade. think... You can't, you I really, can't, I'm sorry. A guy who's broken the catches, who's either tied or broken the touchdown, all these records for the NFL, and you say, oh, he would be out for the second half. So that means that, and man, if he could just somehow not have his head caught on straight, he probably would have doubled his records and probably scored over 40, 50 touchdowns. Odell is not Odell is not T.O. He's not. He's Odell Beckham. Okay, T.O. could probably pull a lot of that stuff off and have the illustrious career he had, and he's got a damn near bag to get into the Hall of Fame. 
Now, and like I said, Odell is not T.O. He, I don't think you can just plug Odell in anywhere and it's going to work. Not in this league today. They they didn't want to do it with T.O., but because T.O. is arguably one of, if not the best receiver of all time, they can do that with them. They can do that with him. Odell is just getting started dang near. He is just getting started. And man. he's already he's, had a rash. Look, 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 what I'm saying is, is like you say that, but a lot of people think Peters is going to flourish in L.A. They think he is. Sue, they think Sue is going to flourish in L.A. They think that Keith Lee is going to flourish. Sue will flourish. Sue will flourish. Sue will flourish. Sue will flourish anywhere. So, so then you got Keith Tlaib. Oh, he'll flourish in L.A. So, bro, I'm, I'm not saying that you just trade. Di- you're talking about defenders. It's different when you're a, when you're a wide receiver. I feel like you can do that more if you're a receiver. You cannot. Look, look at all the diva receivers we got in. Like, I, I like the Steelers. Antonio Brown's one of the biggest ones. He gets mad when he's not throwing the ball every single play. And, he and you think that can work anywhere but Pittsburgh? Exactly. It could. It could. No. As you said, though. He's the best receiver in the league, and perhaps, but it, it will tail off. His production will tail off because he ain't got the ear of Ben Roethlisberger. And Ben Ben knows what he has in AB. AB knows what he got in Ben. That's why that relationship works. It won't work everywhere else. You can't you can't assume that because Odell has a certain relationship with Eli that that relationship is going to transfer just fine in Los Angeles. It's not going to work that way. And it's definitely not going to work when you're in a different offense so you and so you're not the first option. So it's not going to so work. So the question is then why do like if you're saying that you don't think that you know what I'm saying you don't like think you'll like being the second option because as you said we wouldn't know until after one we watch him play. But I'm assuming uh, if you play running you I am say as a running back I'm assuming that you're the first option. Number 2, you're saying that you don't know if you can Tyreek is running up Outside getting passes, dude. So I already Todd know Gurley, Odell. Todd Gurley, Todd Gurley might be a faster. Okay, he's not up in slot, not outside. He's not, now he's not. He, he's not the route runner that uh, that Le'Veon was, but he definitely played better. To, to me, he technically played better. Not technically, he had like eight more touchdowns than Le'Veon. But Le'Veon held, had a hell of a holdout, so that's a whole totally different story. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that you look at Odell. What I'm saying is, is that you take you you say the talent's up there, the talent's up there, and that the Rams are doing something differently. Than most teams. I'm not saying that you trade. Could Odell be Odell with the Patriots? Well, we saw Randy Moss be Randy Moss with the Patriots as well. So I think that could work. Do I think that you can put him in Pittsburgh with the Killer Bees? That because that would be an overkill. Someone's not eating. That definitely probably couldn't work. Could you have put him with the Atlanta Falcons? What Julio Jones? That that might be a little sketchy because you have Julio. Maybe Odell. That's what I'm saying. Think maybe, of, think maybe, of good maybe, fits maybe Odell. Think, think of theoretic good fits. For there, there are a few because I'm sorry. <laughs> if teams like Kansas City don't want to deal with Marcus Peters, who honestly is is an angel off the field, on the field he's very emotional because that's the type of player he but is. Wait, but we're talking, talking about two different things. I'm, what I'm saying is, is like, as you we're said, not. You just no, you, no, no. you were talking about him earlier. Now we're talking about two no, different no, no, things. No, 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 no. What I'm saying is, is that obviously, if you have no off-field issues. And that it's a stigma that you are seen as an in on the field in the locker room type of issue that is seems especially with your talent that will get you cut way more often than you to you to have than off field issues and then your talent I understand is what you're saying. your talent is supreme. You think you, Randy Moss Randy Moss had off the field issues, locker room issues, on the field issues, got traded to New England, and then had the most dominating season ever. Because one, he was old enough to realize that, okay, this is my third team in four years, 
if I don't straighten up under this regime, I'm probably done out of the league regardless because where I was last time, I looked like a shell of myself. And the only reason I was traded is because they thought, Oakland thought I was trash. But here's the thing, though. Chris Carter, first things first, he even said Odell loves playing in New York. Do you know what it would probably do to the psyche that you, you – if it's not a wake-up call, as it said, though, I'm begging on the fact that he, Odell, wants to be great. The fact is that Odell loves Odell. playing in New York. And New York, if, he, if they were to say, you know what, we don't want you. We don't want you. We're trading you to somewhere else. Even though there are reports that he's talked to some players in L.A. and he said he wants in and possible. Measures here or there, neither here or there. If he says that he wants in, he wants to prove himself and get this. He wants to be the highest played player in the NFL. Cleans up his act. He would destroy his career because he don't know how to act. I'm sorry. He doesn't know how to act. And he'll go out in Los Angeles and act a fool. That's the problem. That's what I'm saying mm-hmm. when I say so it's saying, not so, a good so, fit. So, so if he can't thinking. act, if he can't, and I hate this, but if he can't, if he can't mature in the four to five years he was in New York, and the whole reason they are even thinking about getting him out is because of how he's acting right now, and you think sending him to Los Angeles under people who he don't know and they don't know him, and he's going to act right over there? No, I'm sorry. You call me what you want. You call me throwing shade. You call me a hater. You call me whatever you want. I'm telling you, it. It is what it is. So it's different. It's different so, from Marcus so, so. Peters. It's different from Marcus Peters because Marcus Peters does not act a fool off the field and on the field. He on may the field. act a fool, and that's only because when what he has a passion, right? No, that's only well. Yes, because one, you got a a, a, a dumbass. Excuse me. You have a dumbass uh, defensive coordinator. He says, "Excuse me." Say it. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You got, and I'm gonna say it three times. You got a dumbass defensive coordinator. Excuse me. Uh, uh, you got you got uh, officials who were cheating us who worked on flags on us and, and that happens all year of course but because it's Kansas City and because it happens theoretically fl- bad flags happen to everybody nobody cares about it but when it happens to us in crucial games he can't you know and I understand and don't and do not get me wrong Marcus Peters had to mature as well and I said and I said Marcus Peters was at his best behavior when Eric Berry was on the field because he knows to respect Eric Berry when he's on the field when everybody is not there or not playing that's you or not around in that area, he acts a fool. And and, and it was and it was kind of destined to happen this year. That's why I said you need Eric Berry because he in that on that team on that league he's the leader. When you have Odell who is the leader and he can't and he don't know how to act, how is he going to no, act one, under one, new one, leadership? One, here's the thing: one, I don't think anyone's ever said Odell's been a leader. Eli's always been a leader. I think what I'm saying is, is that do I? I'm looking and seeing what. What's he going to be? What's he going to? Who's who's the leader in Los Angeles? It's not Jared Goff. It's Ty Gurley. It's Aaron Donald as a as a team leader. I'm talking about offense. Now, offense, it'd be Ty Gurley. Why not let it be Ty Gurley? Ty Gurley was eating the only time he was bad, and he had what? He had like what ten touchdowns and 800 yards with with Fisher. Can but Ty Fisher, can Ty Gurley, Aaron Donald, reel in Odell Beckham? Here's the thing, though. Can they got any guys? And the Giants don't seem to be doing a good job right they now. They ain't won nothing between the two of them. Eli Manning got two Super Bowl MVPs and came and came and came. Uh, I hate the, I hate the saying it. I'm thinking it. He looks washed up. Yeah. Did he look good last year? That boy Odell Just was hurt. Just, that boy Odell was hurt too. But he's a, he's he's the MVP, so he should be able to make some things happen, right? He's a former. He's a two time. He's a two time Super Bowl MVP. And theoretically, even in the regular season, he should make things happen. But 
I I don't know. They're they how can you make things work when you know the only option you have is an over emotional, volatile receiver who will more than likely get kicked out by the end of the game because he don't know how to check his own girly emotions. Excuse me, I should not have said that either, but he don't know how to calm down and and just play the game and focus and lock in. When Marcus Peters loses it, it's because he's locked in and Cam has similar one one I'm not one I can't let you get away with that. And we can get we can go on to the next to the Odell thing. But here's the thing we can't get away with that because Peters would have meltdown similar to that and if or not worse and gotten penalties. When? when? We're, not, we're not gonna talk about the play when he threw a flag into the stands. Was that because was field? that because of a player? Or because or because the ref was literally just throwing BS flags out there. No what I'm saying is but the, the, the ref was throwing BS flags that entire game, and and by the fourth quarter, focused, Peters focused, had enough. Should have focused in and just said, "Next play, coach." Right? That's what I'm saying. Like, he should have. No, but but, 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 but that's different. But you're giving them, you're giving them a pass. So one. So okay, so you're right. Don't give them. Don't don't give them a pass. No, like players who are supremely talented. If you're saying that one, they don't handle the, their business on the field, and that's going to affect them off the field as well. We can agree that Marcus Peters and o, and Odell, in terms of stats, most people won't believe it. Marcus Peters is on a similar playing field than Odell was. No. That is for Sorry. sure. Marcus yeah. Peters does not beg for attention like like Odell does. I'm not he saying he doesn't. doesn't. I'm not saying he doesn't beg for attention. But I'm saying as, as Odell long as begs you, for attention. As, as that's as, that's the, the difference does. between the two. Though, as long as you eat, I don't care if you begging for attention. I'll tell you, you don't, but you ain't the coach. You're absolutely right. I am not the coach. But what I'm saying is that all these prima donna players, as long as you are eating, they don't usually care if you are begging for attention. Right? If that's the case, then why, like I said, you would think that. But what the Marcus Peters trade is showing you, what the Odell Beckham, uh, whatever, the bubble is showing you, is that what the Eric Reed issue is showing you, what the Colin Kaepernick issue is showing you, is that they're – are different things going on that if it's on the field or off the field, it ain't got nothing to do with the production. And it's costing these these players a spot on their current teams and they're either getting traded or they're getting blackballed out of the league. I got a, so I got a question. So what? he's on no Odell's on currently on the Giants. If they said uh how many teams do you think would call if he said I just want a second round pick for Odell Beckham out of the thirty one teams? Just asking. Thirty. Thirty. Who's the other team that won't? Kansas 30. City. Kansas City won't. No, you got Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Demarcus Robinson. You got plenty of dudes, and you're not gonna be able to afford Odell Beckham. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Broncos might want them because Demarius Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders. One, bro, let, let's let's stop. And with the with the air raid offense, with Pat, Patrick Mahomes is supposed to be the future of the NFL. If they say we're gonna put you Odell and put three of the fastest guys on the field, and arguably Odell is better than both of the guys you got in Kansas City. They Kansas City would give up a second round pick for him. I get that. That's the team, and you know, like as you said though. If I'm a, from you right, I'm, but to me that's stupid because they're gonna. But to me it's stupid because I know the makeup of the team, and if they end up spending all that money in another roster spot on the receiver, that's gonna literally overload. Overload. No, no, what I'm saying is you don't have to pay Odell. You don't, here's the thing. Here's yes, you thing. do. No, no, you don't have to pay him necessarily right now. As you said though, it's the same thing with the Peter situation. He, I think he came in the same draft as Peter, so you still have him for this deal. Then you have him for the, then you have him for his fifth year deal, and then I thought he came to draft before. I don't know. It might have been the draft before. He came but, out the draft still, for Jason Verrett. Verrett, yeah, because pretty sure that was fourteen. Fourteen. So what? This would be his fourth, fifth year. 
uh, who you talking about? Uh, Odell. Odell. This should be his fifth because he's about to yeah, get. Right. He's so about to get. Him. He's so, about. He's on his contract year. I so thought. for a one year rental, having Odell Beckham, you know, like it was for a second round pick, you're not one. You're not gonna get as you said though. Like I think Odell is a generational talent. You're not gonna get a player in the second round better than Odell. So if you have for a one year rental, I mean, I know that New England Patriots would do yeah, it. Yeah, he's four year guy. Yeah, he got so, drafted twelve overall and fourteen. Yeah, so you know, saying Odell, like the Patriots would definitely do it. Do I think the you know, saying the pay the the Steelers would just be inviting um, oh, the killer be um, being pissed off? The Broncos would probably do it because one they had Demarius and Emmanuel. They didn't even pick up his fifth year option. That's what they yeah, they did. They picked it up. They picked it up as far as I know. No, right they now. did not. Well, I'm this trying is the, to tell this you. Is the year. This contract is the year. note. I'm looking at spot track right now. It's a contract note. The fifth year option is still available. Oh, so they, so it's usually around this time that they would do it. Then. They would either do it right now. Really, they do it before. Either it's either before now or the year before. Yeah. But so, yeah, I mean, yeah, they don't do it within. Look about the pre and three or four, D4, and they're D4. probably not doing. They picked up D fours, right? So they picked up D fours, right? So, because I know Bud Dupree, they haven't picked up. Uh, I think they may have. I know Bud Dupree. I really pray to God that they didn't. I know Bud. I know Bud Dupree. But let's see. And no, no, he's a uh, UFA next year. Thank, okay. thank God. Yeah. So, um, just me person, like just me. I like I see what the Rams are building now. Oh wait a minute. Yeah, they did. They got the fifth year. Yeah. So that's what I said. Like so for twenty eighteen. As I'm saying, it's like a lot of, as I said, though, I get what you're saying. Is if the out of the off the field is proven that the off the field issues, some teams are sticking oh, to are. their morals. Oh, yeah. They got to do it this year for Odell, man, to pick up that fifth year because this is literally the year. Yeah. Otherwise, they can't. Franchise them. I don't think you can. I don't think you can franchise players that you uh, don't uh, pick up the fifth I thought you got a fifth year. You got an option then franchise. Them, yeah, you can't, do, you can't do one. And you know, look at uh, Fuller oh, uh, for the uh, – the Bears, they can pick up his fifth year because he got hurt. Yeah, but yeah, but I mean, I, I guess with Odell, no, from a logistic just, standpoint, it makes sense because because uh, if you trade for Odell, you have to pay him, and you're gonna have to pay him a lot. So I get that. And they're talking about either two first or in the second for Odell. But, but just because you ask for something, if you like, I saw earlier, if you a Super Bowl caliber team, of course you do that because that's an extra weapon. That's why I say Kansas City shouldn't do that because you don't know what you yeah, have in Kansas City yet. yet. No. Okay. So no, no, no I'm not. So what I'm saying is, is, like, but you're following from, like, from a team's perspective. Like, I mean, that would definitely fit the air raid offense from Kansas City. Like that, they like you. You think that they can't get covered? Pretty. It's going to be pretty difficult for you to cover them now. But if you put Odell with Kelsey with Sammy Watkins with Tyreek Hill with Kareem Hunt and <laughs> Spencer Ware in the backfield with Patty Mahomes, that would literally be an unguard, unguardable offense. Does but, it work? That's what I'm saying. All these theories, people talk about these players like they just Madden computer players, and they're not. They're actual people Giants with no, actual Giants. emotions. No, no. The Eagles Giants are different. The Eagles, Eagles are different. The Rams are different. You're about to find out exactly how efficient all this stuff really is. You're really about to figure out just if you should you do this about, or not. How you said the Eagles are different? They picked up different players for one-year deals, and they literally made the shit happen. Like they won a Super Bowl. Like they picked, they had Sproles, they had Sproles as third down back. They had Jay Ajay. They traded him. Oh man, Miami doesn't want him. They got Legarre Blunt. They got Jeffrey. They got Alshon Jeffrey. Anomaly. That was literally uh, that was the perfect blend of the right circumstances coming together at the right time. Now you're hoping the Rams are hoping they're doing it right. 
Uh, Cleveland is, is rebuilding, so that's not really... Quite frankly, right now, the Rams are the best example of can you copy what Philadelphia did with these conflicting, powerful uh, uh, personalities? What is a powerful personality on Philadelphia right now? The most the most you can probably think about is Mike Jenkins. Is he going to blow up the team? No. Uh, besides that, who is it? LeGarrette Blunt. Is he going to blow up the team? No. Michael Bennett. Michael Bennett Chris is Long. now. Yes. Okay. Is Chris Long going to blow the team? No. He's a team. He's a team player. Right. Frankly, uh, 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 really what you're looking at is Michael Bennett, like you said, but is Michael Bennett going to blow up a team? No, he's not. Otherwise, he would have did it in Seattle. And he, he said he did. A lot of people, a lot of perspective is that he did. A lot of perspective, but that's because it's been a lot of perspective going around Michael Bennett because of who he is and what he you says know, as a person and player. We got we got we got, we've been recording for an hour and twenty two. Oh, we'll go to an hour and thirty. We'll talk about Michael Bennett's situation. We'll talk about the Kaepernick situation in another time. Um, Michael Bennett was indicted uh, for a felony assault charge. He's supposedly, not supposedly, uh, well, technically, however you want to describe it. Allegedly, but allegedly, he uh, assaulted a sixty-six year old paraplegic woman. At the 2017 Super Bowl with his brother, the Patriots versus the Falcons, after the Patriots won, he allegedly said, do you know who the F I am? You're going to let me on this field. And he assaulted the 66-year-old paraplegic woman. Um, Las Vegas police, uh, not Las Vegas police, is it Las Vegas police? No. It would have been, uh, what was it, Houston police um, filed charges on him. So it, it carries a maximum fine of 10 years and a $10,000 fine. So, um, just me, uh, I was, I was somewhat heated, um, and I'll, and I'll fully disclose this. I do not think Michael Bennett is a saint. I think he can be somewhat of a, excuse my language, an asshole at times. He is definitely not. If he's on your team, you, he's definitely one of those guys, because he's supremely talented and one of the best in his position, you let him have a few liberties, however... There are certain times when you look at Michael Bennett and you can be like, you know what, that guy gets on my dang nerves. When? No, what I'm saying is, is like, well, there, there's the whole, there was a whole Jacksonville situation where they were trying to, they tried to, they Jaguars were taking a knee, and he put, he 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 bends over behind an offensive lineman and try, like he tries to roll up underneath him. Like it, it's one, it's one of those things that you, it was like, it was one of those bush league plays that you don't do it, but he did it anyway. It's because it's Bennett. What I'm saying is, is that I'm saying I'm doing foolish disclosing. But as I say, when I take Michael Bennett on my team, as I said, you have to have a strong enough team. The Eagles just won a Super Bowl, so to them, they're like, all right, and we got they got Holloway Nata as well. So they're like, we can take on these different personalities. We just won. That's usually what happens when you just win. You can take on certain players that have certain personalities, and most teams will let you get away with it because of the talent and they're trying to repeat. They're trying to help you repeat. So Rams just made uh, uh, Cincinnati Bengals eat uh, West. That's uh, West Side Bengals. Now that I think about it, really? but but I I but to get back on topic, no no this no, no, no. uh this the whole Bennett thing. So my whole thing it had me heated because, um, it seems like and Bennett has from a certain group of people, Bennett is not looked very finely. In fact, they think he's they think he's a thug. He thinks he's a social justice lawyer. You got people like Jason Whitlock saying he's a poser and he's not really about any type of change whatsoever. Jason Even Whitlock. though, no, 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 no. But the, 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 like, he so, said that about Kaepernick. He says, so he right. says that. He says about everybody. But, um, but what I'm saying is, is that he's saying they're saying that Bennett is no good to society. Even though he's proven that he has tried, he has put his money where his mouth is. He's given back to the community. He has, you know, he's come. He's trying to make some change in the world. He's not obviously the perfect spokesman. And the thing is, is that you're going against the norm. You have to be perfect spokesman. 
in order for you to um, want change because basically if you have any type of character issues whatsoever, you cannot ask to promote change when it comes to a bigger topic other than yourself. So when I'm looking at Bennett and these charges, it looks more of a you mess with us type thing. Um, so we're going to mess with you. Because do I think it was indictable? I mean, grand jury, ob grand jury obviously indicted Bennett um, for it. So obviously they think it has enough money. I wonder what the jury enough, looks like. You know what I'm saying? I want to know what the jury looks like. And you look at that and I'm like, all right, if there was a video... I'm like, man, I'm like, damn. There is video. No. What's the name? There is video. His wife, or 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 Martellus Bennett's wife, one of them has video of him literally running on the field and nothing like that. No, no, no. What I'm saying was what I'm saying video, a video of this alleged assault. That's what I'm, That's saying. What I'm talking about. There is none no, because it didn't happen. No, no. What I'm saying is like if there was video, say if there was a video, obviously, of him allegedly pushing this woman, assaulting this woman, or whatever, saying the what the... But there's what, if, what, what, and what there's video, there's video out there that proves otherwise, what I'm saying. This no. if it did not happen. No, so, so you see what I'm saying? So when, because when the report was released, the police and the media said that there was no video evidence, there was a witness testimony. Exactly. However, I looked at it, and in my common sense, is tingling. You know what I'm saying? I don't got very much facial hair, but my, my facial hair was, 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 uh, was tingling. I'm like, so you're at the Super Bowl. Thousands, if not th th thousands of cameras. They catch everything. They knew Tom Brady's jersey was stolen within an hour. Let alone the fact that you're saying that uh, Michael Bennett. And this is the first time we hear. And this is the first time we hearing about a dang months. on a 16, dang on an indictment. So 16 months. So I'm sitting there looking at Bennett. And I'm like this. They knew <laughs> about. They knew about that Brady jersey an hour after. <laughs> hour after they shut the lights off at the stadium. So, if that. So I'm looking at the Bennett situation. Um, it's it's sad because I definitely know. I, I, I'm not in that position of the spotlight, but I know that once you have a target on your back and Sorry with the things off. that he said, Bennett has to tread carefully. I'm not saying that he has to change what he He ain't got to tread carefully because this stuff is literally coming out of nowhere. It don't matter how, how carefully he treads, this was going to happen regardless, apparently, because, I mean, listen, dude, it, it, come on now. There, there's video that shows otherwise what happened, one. Two, he was fully credentialed to be down there. So if anybody was stopping him from leaving the field, they were the ones in the wrong, not him. Whether he was in a wheelchair or not, you get the hell out the way because you ain't got no business stopping me from doing what I need to be doing. That's not an assault. Two, I, I, I mean, three, I just, to think, to think, dude, it's not, dude. It's not. If, if Who was stopping him, a security guard? They said it was the security clearance. A uh, 66 as I said, though, I don't know. And that's what I'm saying. Again, and to to say that uh, because they, they, you're no, because you're you're an elderly woman who's sitting here. I, I like saying that touch. Though. I like that touch. He was a, she was a 66 year old paraplegic. I'm like, oh, seriously, man. I never. I'm like, I'm never. If you said 66 year old woman, that would have definitely held it. But you say paraplegic. The problem is thinking one that because people like Michael Bennett are highly visible, that you can do or say whatever you want against them because you believe as a person you have some type of, of social or political leverage over him because of the position you're in okay now clearly somebody is taking advantage of this woman this elderly woman in the wheelchair and i don't think it's michael bennett i honestly think it's whoever 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 is trying to get you laughing no, no but this is a this is a serious issue because because they're trying to get no listen because they're trying to get this man out the paint just with imagine it with imaginary charges. Now, granted, 
like you said, if if there's if there's video proof that shows it, okay. Is there no? It's all eyewitness accounts. It's all he say, she say, and and as soon as Bennett's people show had the had the video, showed the video, what happened? And there's nothing, and there's nothing there. What happens? So now, literally, whoever this person is is using a paraplegic person uh, is using an elderly paraplegic to push to push a narrative about a man. And the entire issue is is false, is imaginary. But, 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 but no, what I'm saying is, is like we both know what the the issue was. I think it was re- this retaliation for the Las Vegas incident. So, but well, yeah, fact, but uh, that's uh, what I'm saying. So, so again, I'm not saying it's fair. I'm not saying it's fair. But what I'm saying is, is that like it's, it's not fair. It's not fair. It's not fair to Michael Bennett, and it's not fair to whatever sixty six year old paraplegic that they don't know out of nowhere. Now they're looking at her in a different light. Not because now, because now the paraplegic has to corroborate her story. They have, they have to go with that. Now she, now, now she, now her old self has to go up there and say, yeah, well, he did this and he did that. Like, how come you didn't say with nothing what? first? They're going to be like, how come you didn't say nothing first? Like, if they said that with all these other charges, with these assault charges, these sexual assault charges. And at, the time, Michael Bennett, and at the time, Michael Bennett was still a vilified character, so it would have been easy to get out of there. Now, all of a sudden, it's, it's come out. Wouldn't, been easier, wouldn't it have been easier to say it at that point during the Las Vegas incident? Even then, and now you're not to have the Las Vegas incident after the Super Bowl. Like year, I said, I, to, like I said, I, I frankly, right now, Okay, you can hear or feel however you want about me right now, but quite frankly, Watch the it. evidence the evidence is in Bennett's favor. Of course, but one thing, but as I told, I told my mom this, and I told her about it, and she was like, one thing my mom always told me, she was like, I just because I look young don't mean I was born yesterday. You know, I, I you know like you know what I'm saying you try to talk to me like I'm bald headed. When what? someone just sit there and try to tell you all these situations, and you say if you want to be the most conservative, you know what I'm saying, ben, Michael Bennett is a thug type thing. Like, even if you are one of those people that say, I want the facts, this makes absolutely no sense. I don't have to think they have much leg to stand on. That was just something I was just grinding my gears for the last no. month. It was, grinding, it was grinding my gears for like the last week. Because when, when, I, when I saw it, and I was like, all right, man, what, Michael Bennett, what you doing, man? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, obviously, he doesn't play for my team, but I definitely know. I, I know when something stinks. Let's put it like that. Like I know that, that certain things aren't the way that they try to perceive it. And hopefully, as you said, there doesn't seem like they, they have enough evidence to indict them, but as you said, we see If they do, I'll play this. They got if they got film of if they have a tape of Michael Bennett he been pushing over pushing over. He would have been under the jail already. He would have been gone. He would have been, 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 been gone. It would have been it would have been done, but what's going on is it literally took him, like you said, sixteen months. For these people to try to corroborate uh, uh, eyewitness accounts, and all because of who Bennett is as a as a person in media, is, to me is the reason he was indicted. And now they're going to try to take him to court on no evidence, and he has all the evidence because he literally has tape of him being filmed before and after running onto the field celebrating with his brother after he just won the after he just won the Super Bowl. It's I'm sorry, you're not going to win that wheelchair or not. Um, it's just not going to happen. And the fact that you would try to use that in your favor uh, to take that man down. Petty. Petty, not even petty. Forget that's petty. That's disgusting. Of course. So it is what it is. That's what I'm saying. So one way somebody's going to look real ugly after this. And, and I I'm doubt sorry. that's going to be petty. I doubt it's So do petty. I. That's all I'm saying. But I appreciate you guys listening. Uh, I think it was, we had a jam-packed episode this year. Oh, yeah. Week. Um, I appreciate Luke. We hope Royal comes in the next episode next week. Um, we might drop a little bit of, you know, we might go live for the uh, for the show. Um, we're gonna drop it on the link uh, below. Um, we're talking about the Final Four uh, championship game. Mm. Um, 
We're gonna try to get into the. I know after this week, man, bro. Yo. Three weeks, three and a half weeks until the draft. Ay, 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 it's gonna be fun. Um, but as I, I cannot wait. I feel like that. <laughs> cannot wait. I cannot oh, wait. Yeah. And I kind of hope, and I'm getting the feeling that perhaps we're seeing a different Kansas City this year. Uh, John Dorsey was known to draft back. I think Brett Veach is gonna try to try uh, to draft up, especially what given. Do you think of the, I know you don't. I know that's not the squad. quick preview. Steelers preview. What do you think of the the Steelers moves? They have zero space whatsoever. Um, I think they cap. With the cap space, with the Le'Veon Bell situation, with you know the Ryan Stazier situation being this his fifth year, um, I like the moves they did. Granted, I you can't play Ryan Stazier. You can get athletic young pieces to try to incorporate in that defense. Yeah. But I think that they are making like because the, the team was settled. The, the team was going to be the exact same relatively from last year than it was this year. I was going to say, and I feel like they they traded They traded Morgan. They basically switched Morgan Burnett. Oh, yeah, Mitchell. from Mike Mitchell. So, so Mike Mitchell. So it's like, it's an upgrade, and it definitely, and their secondaries solidified a little bit. I think they need to add a pass rusher in the draft, or if not, an inside linebacker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Joe Hayden's still there? Joe Hayden's there. I think you still need to go at the corner. Uh... There's a lot. Of, there's a, yeah, I mean, the Steelers have done a lot. Like, the Steelers have done plenty, but, um, like, I mean, they they just, they have a championship caliber team, and teams like those are hard to improve on. Especially but you can. Tied up. Exactly. But there's, there's a reason improve. why those certain teams that, the, the teams that normally don't have a lot of cap space, this is because they're, the teams are always are like the last four to five teams left in the, the game. The only team that. Arguably, and because by circumstance, and that's because of injury, the Minnesota Vikings were pretty much the only team that had a lot of cap space to go get Kirk Cousins. Only because Teddy Bridgewater was hurt, Sam Bradford was coming off the books, mm-hmm. and Case Keenum was a replacement back, third string backup, and he was able. They let them all go. So mm-hmm. you know, it's gonna be interesting to see. But as far as the Steelers, I mean, I yeah, but like I said, all these old. Old yet elite quarterbacks are going to need their backups to start coming in right about now. Mason, I know they was looking at Mason Rudolph and Lamar Jackson. I think they might get both. I mean, I doubt that, that if they get both, they'll be fine. Um, yeah. But it's definitely going to be interesting. Yeah. But as I said, that's a preview. We're going to talk about the top teams in the NFL after sure. free agency after a few weeks. Hopefully, Eric Reed is signed. That way, I don't have to go. Man, Sue Craven, Sue Craven got signed before <laughs> Eric Reed. So, so, you know or, what? or he got moved. He, he got, got moved, but yeah, still, but right. still, he was seen as a is uh, a uh, starter before Eric Reed. So we're gonna see. Yeah. And there's a lot of there's a lot. The safety market is basically <laughs> a glorified linebacker. It seems like they're they're like, hey, we, there's Dama dozen. So we'll see. Hopefully, I don't have to get into a rant. So this sure. is K signing out. Yep, this is uh, Luke signing out, and I want to give a special shout out to the Eckhoff family. Um, just sending in our prayers, Joe Boy. We know you're grieving right now. Um, we're gonna miss Karen. I really appreciate um, uh, all the kind words that she uh, delivered to me, and uh, just felt like uh, she deserved this spot on on the podcast. Uh, she, you know, always thought that at one point I would talk sports, whether on my own show or on ESPN. So. Um, it's kind of cool that I'm doing this uh, now, but it kind of sucks that we're just getting started and and she won't really be around to hear much of it. Um, but she'll always be here in spirit. Uh, again, prayers to the Eckhoff family. Uh, love you and see you on the other side. Yeah. All right, so 7246, The Digs. The Digs. Presented by Collision Sports. We out. We signing out. Peace. Peace.